Hey, it's Marisa, and you're listening to Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast is sponsored in part by Holy Grail Clothing Company, an American lifestyle brand presented by the Regal Brand Incorporated. Discover high-quality handcrafted essentials from their collections for men, women, and children. Podcast subscribers can take 15% off their entire purchase with discount code HEARDTHAT15. That's H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5 when they shop the virtual retail store at HolyGrailClothingCompany.com. That's HolyGrailClothingCO.com. Holy Grail Clothing Company, wear your crown. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books, if we have books available for them to take home because their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romaine who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor Romaine Company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that, listeners. If you go on trevorromaine.com today, you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5, at trevorromaine.com. Trevor Romaine, no E at the end of Romaine. Dot com today. What's up, Heard That Nation listening to the United States and around the world? You are listening now to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. I am beyond thrilled and excited to introduce this guest. Uh, she is from the greatest state, and I know people are going to dispute that, but she is from the greatest state ever, which is Michigan. She is a Michigan hockey fan, a Michigan football fan, and we're going to touch on that with some delicious breaking news that just came through. All things Red Wing. She is a vinyl albums collector, which I can't wait to talk to her about her music and other things and Star Wars and her crushes and everything else. Michelle Morris is on the Herd That with Marisa Tigney podcast. How are you today, Michelle? Thank you so much for having me on today. I am super excited and I just love you to pieces. So this is just so much fun for me. This is like, just, it, it's like two girls, just like kind of, you're getting insight into two girls having a fun conversation about sports and everything else. So I'm yeah. excited. And we are that one. I call her the disruptor too, because we are that one. When I met Michelle for the first time, <laughs> we went boldly on East Lansing's property with no shame with our maize and blue on. And uh, we just had a good time and uh, looking forward to more good times with all of our beautiful maize and blue gear that we own. And speaking of maize and blue, breaking news on the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. It happened a while ago, Michigan and Ohio State's football game, the first time since 1918, it will be canceled. It is not postponed due to the fact that the Big Ten season uh, started later than, it, yeah, than the regular season's. And so it was cut down to eight games. So Michigan ends their season with a two and four record. Quite disappointing on Michigan standards. Uh, but the pandemic, unfortunately, has wreaked its ugly head. And before we jumped on here, uh, Michelle and I were talking back and forth about once this news broke, what people, the fan base, 
the Fairweather fans, the Ohio State fans, everybody, sports media, sports analysts, if you will, would say about this game and the cancellation of it. And I want to hear your thoughts, Michelle, because I just wanted to dive right in it. And I know that you had saw some comments that people made. I've read comments. Yep. I basically stopped at 50 and laughed at like <laughs> half of them. Uh, what are your thoughts about this cancellation that's happening for the first time between Michigan and Ohio State? As, as a fan, I'm really disappointed because this is the game. This is, you know, this is kind of the end of the season, always been end of the season. This has been the, I know you, you say the granddaddy of them all for the Rose Bowl, but this one has always been the big one in the Big Ten game, Big Ten season. And as a fan, I'm, I'm disappointed, but as a parent and as someone who has a child that's close to these student athletes ages mm-hmm. and the world pandemic that we're in right now with COVID, mm-hmm. um, the health and safety of these student athletes are what is most important. So I understand this. I don't have the full data coming out of it, but I mean, they're saying at least 45 around roughly 45 plus yeah, players. Whether, 45. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I get it. And um, I think other teams have canceled during the season. And I think there's going to be so much brouhaha or a lot of negative, mostly negative Mm -hmm. uh comments press media whatever you want to call it against because this is the game yeah and uh unfortunately i'm gonna say it it's coming from the ohio state side um and the michigan side too we're seeing we're seeing comments just because of the nature of the play this year the record the lack of defense the lack of just motivation that we haven't seen a lot from some of Mm -hmm. some of this team that i think we expected maybe our expectations were way too high but i think we expect them to kind of go out and give their best. And I personally, as a fan, a season ticket holder, I mm-hmm. haven't seen it. And I've been kind of, kind of keeping my mouth shut through a lot of this season, but it's been a disappointing season overall. I think I expect more of at least an effort and to be more competitive. Mm-hmm. Did you see, maybe I saw it from a different view, just, and I found myself at times I wanted to quit watching because I just felt oh, yeah. like you said, the effort wasn't there. Like, you know, the opponent like Rutgers, where we went to what three overtimes with them. Um, right. you, you know, different teams that you knew would be competitive, and you was hoping that Michigan would be competitive, and it just became a sloppy, one-sided affair. Um, the one that still gets me, and I still have people back in my home hometown, East Lansing, <laughs> that will just continue to poke the bear with yep. a you know flamethrower when they won, and. It, it that kind of victory there, which is was still stunning. I think that one of all of them still stung, stung because you had Mel Tucker first year comes in to Ann Arbor and, yep. and just roughs the whole entire team up from the team that we saw against the week one against Minnesota. We saw Joel Milton and say he's got you know potential and promise and everything, and then it was just completely a whole different element, different team to where I don't know. I hate saying it, but it seemed like that they just quit. I don't yeah. know. I mean, what did you think? It, it very, very similar things. I thought the way the season started was okay. It's completely different. We're only eight games. It's big 10. There's no warm ups. You're not going to, if you're going to see progression, it's going to have to be at lightning speed progression. Mm-hmm. Not like you have a few games there, non-conference games to kind of ease into it. And it just didn't happen. And I, I, I thought after the first game, I thought eh, it's pretty rough, but I thought, you know, we'll see it probably in the next couple of games, we'll really see kind of the 
the team glue, you'll kind of see them start kind of gelling together. And it really went from the wheels are shaky on the bus to they all fell off. And I mean, we're not talking, we're talking, I think the one I was most disappointed in is defense. Defense has always been one of the pillars of the Michigan football team and it, it horrible horrid absolutely horrible I didn't, and so let me ask you this question because so many people on the social media has said that Don Brown has got to go do you yes. believe it is his time yes. to go yes I I think he should have left a year or two ago especially after last year after being embarrassed his defense was embarrassed by Ohio State as bad as it was and that's like the second time in a row that we were beaten by 20 30 plus points um yeah He's got it. I, I think Don's a great guy, but I think something's not working right. Whether it's definitely what I've seen this season is there's been no adjustments at the half. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any improvements at all. And I understand it's a young team and I understand there have been injuries, but you're paid the big bucks to kind of go in and try to figure this out with the pieces of the, the team of the defensive side of the ball that you have left. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I haven't seen it. And I hate to say to say this across the board. I'm at this point got the entire staff. Yeah, maybe keep a couple pieces that might work from a recruiting angle, mm-hmm. but I, I there's got to be changes, and I maybe we'll get into the whole Harbaugh angle, and people can hit me or not. I want Harbaugh gone. I like Jim, but I, something's got something has to change, and I think if you're not seeing it coming from the top down. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, know. Well, 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 I'm glad you brought that up because let's look at it, Michelle. He's, was he one and seven, one and eight at home against Ohio State and Michigan State? He had that one win uh, that he got yep. from Michigan State a couple of seasons ago. Uh, he cannot, we, I mean, we haven't seen it except a couple of games, which it was really close. Um, and I will say it to this day, JT was short. You know, people can agree. say what they want. <laughs> he was. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. You're like, oh, she's a sore loser. So, yeah, that particular yeah. game, yes. But the other ones, it's been just one side of the fairs, and he has not been able to find the secret sauce to beat this team. Uh, and if we had it on Saturday, I'm, char- I'm sorry to say, but it, w- it would have been wash, rinse, repeat. It would have been the same exact thing. I think I saw a yep. Vegas line, which we were going to be 42 and a half point underdogs against Ohio State. And, you know, that's fair because this is a talented team, which yeah. went from sweater vest, Jim Trestle, to, um, you know, a little bit of Luke Fickle, that, you know, bump year that we had uh, Brady Hogue, and then it went to Urban Meyer, and then on to Ryan Day, and even the coach that took over for Day, because Day is uh, quarantined because he tested positive for COVID, I mean, they picked up where they left off against Michigan State exactly. this past weekend, so... So with that being said, I, I think more people are on the side with you as to gut this team and to move on for Har- from Harbaugh. Yeah. And you hear the rumors, oh, he's going to get a contract extension. He's going to get this. He's going to, you know, he's looking to go back into the NFL, which I don't know which, co- which team would have him as a head coach at the NFL at this point because of the fact of the track record of what's going on with uh, what he did at Michigan the past, past yeah. six seasons. Or, I mean, we're all beyond frustrated. I would like to know, you know, who would you want brought in as the head coach if it was Harbaugh's time to go? Campbell, Iowa State. Campbell, Iowa State. He's got a lot of bringing a young guy. I, I think at this point, Michigan really needs. Good. 
Michigan mm-hmm. needs to kind of think out way outside the box and bring in someone who is not the Michigan man mantra. You've got to bring in someone who maybe has a little fresh ideas, thinking, think outside the box, mm-hmm. someone who's had some success and that would want to come in and really hit the ground running, build a young staff up or bring in some people who are some seasoned people. I think, I think Michigan needs to turn, turn the head, turn, turn this upside down and just kind of, to me, it's kind of like taking a toaster and really just kind of really shaking the crumbs out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really honestly what they need to do with this program. I think if Harbaugh could not succeed, I think he was strapped a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think there are some people up in past the AD, the athletic director. I think they're donors, or I think they're on the board, whatever we want to call it. It's uh, I think there's some, constraints he had there whether he was handcuffed or whether the expectations or things standards that he had to upheld mm-hmm. um we don't know that 100 percent, but that's just my opinion or my yeah. feeling but um i like harbaugh and i like what he brought but since 2016 when we lost the hjt was short game he hasn't been the same he hasn't seemed mm-hmm. to have that same fire that, that same excitement that same enthusiasm unknown to mankind that yeah. we know that he can and it's really been, I thought the first couple of years, I thought that's what this team's been missing. They need somebody to really be just on all cylinders. Yeah, 10 who, win who, seasons, won't care, who won't win care seasons. to take a, yeah. a coach that doesn't care to take a penalty for, for being, standing up for his players, being excited, being willing to kind of disagree with what officials mm-hmm. have to say. And it's been, I don't know. I haven't I'm, seen I'm, a swag. I honestly have not seen that yes. swag from him. Like something, yeah. the whole team, for some reason, Michelle, it just feels like when I'm watching them and I'm looking at them on the sidelines, they feel restrained. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like either somebody told them, you know, if you do this, you, I, mean, it, it, I don't know how to describe it. Some kind of uh, a restriction. Like we don't see him with the khaki pants on. He's yeah. got like dirty pants on. Yeah. Of, you know, people could take it as, you know, how, how value it, if they're, you know, whatever will, but you just don't see that same swagger from him. Yeah. It's passed on to the team. It's passed on to the coaches and coaches is passed on to the team. That's just my observation of it. There's, uh, I, I agree with you. There's, it's, there's some pieces of this puzzle that we had originally that mm-hmm. are missing. And I, mm-hmm. I can't, I can speculate what it is. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. He's a great coach no matter what. And I think he's yeah. just, he's not succeeded here. And I think it's very disappointing because everybody had the expectation. He was paid. He was paid he very was, high. He was, was he number seven? He's the, number, the seventh highest uh, head coach. Yeah. Brand, like a whole, basically, if you are a brand name, a household name. Yeah. To, to any kind of, you know, to pro football, uh, the NFL, to college. The, you know, like you said, the results were expected. I mean, that was way up there, way up high. And then when he got his number read, especially uh, with Ohio State from two different coaches. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I, I, if he does sign an extension, I expect it to be a very short extension, you know, maybe a year or two to see what he can do mm-hmm. and see if they can bring in a good supporting staff. But the offensive side of the ball, we haven't seen the Q- He was supposed to be the QB whisperer. And mm-hmm. besides Jake Rudock coming in in 2015, we really haven't seen it. We no, really we haven't. haven't seen that off the charts performance that was to be expected or at least to be influenced by. So I think there's some, 
could probably have a whole list of things, but um, I I have no idea what's going to happen. I personally would like to see a young coach come in and just see Michigan think outside the box and not think kind of this old stodgy way of thinking or football way. I think it's if the game of college football has evolved and it mm-hmm. is continuing to evolve at fast, fast pace. So I think, I, I think there needs to be a change. I, I agree with you there. And there's like two other games that's canceled. Cincinnati was supposed to go to Tulsa. That one is canceled and Ole Miss is supposed to go to Texas A&M and that one's postponed yep. with this news breaking out and everybody, you know, giving their opinions and everything else right on ESPN. I think Paul Feinbaum, which I'm not a big fan of oh him, boy. but <laughs> oh boy. actually he made a point and other analysts as well. Uh, he was saying that this was the game and, you know, shared it as, uh, as both of us, our disappointment that it wasn't happening. People are wanting to see possibly Ohio state get another shot of a game this weekend, since this one is canceled and be paired up against Texas A&M. What nope. are your thoughts about that? No, thanks. No, thanks. Nope. Nope. If you cannot, if you cannot play the games within the confine of your schedule, mm-hmm. albeit the limitations that we've all had because of it being such a smaller game season, no. Nah. They're just both shooting for ways to try to get into the championship, you know, the <sighs> I was gonna call it BCS, but you know what I mean, the college yeah. football playoffs. <laughs> oh yeah. But um no, 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 no. And that's basically no. what it is, it's all it's all about the money. It's the money or it's a way to get what they want. Mm -hmm. And Ohio state has already canceled games because of COVID and granted, this is, I mean, we're being accused of canceling it because they want, we don't want to play because we know we're going to get beaten by a lot and all these other things. No, it's about, again, when at the end of the day, it's about the health of these kids, these student athletes and that stuff happens. That's the, 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 the stuff's out of control. We're lucky we have been able to fortunate to play as many games as we have so far without there being. And I'm surprised that we have late. had that many as well. And, and just putting these young men at risk every single week for the enjoyment. I mean, again, I'm a football fan. I'm a sports fan. Yep. I like my live sports you as well. And, but you just the, the continuation of games being canceled, postponed, moved around, you know, these kids are not getting paid. They're not getting paid big, you know, pro money, NFL money. They're, yep. you know, once their game is done, it's done, especially the Big Ten Conference. Um, Kevin Warren, you know, starting us late. And go on about yeah. that. But these kids are on the forefront and they're not, they're not covered by any means. What, a scholarship? Oh, okay. But they're not getting paid. Being, right. they're, they're taking their risk, their health risk, and going and playing an opponent for whose enjoyment, the fans' enjoyment, the sports writers' enjoyment, the analysts' enjoyment, so they can sit there and talk about it. I don't care what anybody says at the end of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, these folks want these kids to risk their health for, for, for what? For two, two and a half hours for a game. And exactly. Uh, what do you feel? Let me ask you this. Cause I've, I've talked to players and I'm not players. I've talked to, yeah, I did. I talked to former players and I talked to fans and I talked to my husband about this, about should there even be a national championship? You know, I see other teams that have played and some have been fortunate to play all their games. Some of them have not been playing all their games. Mm-hmm. I say this whole year, it's a wash because whether you're, 
every team, every single conference is not playing at full strength, mm-hmm. whether it's full strength of games, full strength of players. Um, it has been very, so it, it seems like at one time you're having all games, then you're barely playing any games. And it's just, I, at this point, we're in, we're in a world pandemic. This is not just impacting the SEC. It's not impacting the Big Ten. Just cancel it. Cancel it. Do the right thing. I mean, mm-hmm. if they canceled the NCAA tournament last year when this first broke out, mm-hmm. cancel, cancel it. Be done with it. Mm-hmm. Play. If you get a chance to maybe play your conference championships, do that and call it a, call it a game. If not, this, this is just, unfortunately, the way that the cards were dealt this year. Unfortunately, this is what we're in. And, and it's and it's sad. It's very sad. I got so many emotions about it. It's a, it's sad on one hand, but it's selfish on the other. Because again, of you know putting these young men at risk yeah. for the sake of you know everybody to feel some kind of sports sanity, if you will, of yeah. you know seeing a live sport. But it's not worth it, you know, putting these these young men at risk when it comes to the game of football. I agree with you on a national championship. I just think that, and I was talking to uh, my husband about this because we see on one end, you got Alabama that played at full strength and, um, you know, Florida, I think they had a game or two canceled, but majority of some of these schools are over five games. So they're like, you know, deep into seven, eight, nine. And then you have Coastal Carolina that's 10 and 0 for the first time ever that, you know, I'm sure that they'll, their team, the coaches there want, you know, their shot at a possible national championship run because they haven't had it. This is the right. first time they've ever been in this, um, that they ever had a record of this magnitude ever at 10 and 0. And it, they have been phenomenal to watch some of the games that I caught them, you know, especially this last one against BYU. They, I mean, that was great. Both nine and one teams going at it all the way down to the wire. I mean, that yeah. was phenomenal to watch. Uh, and I've, I've seen both sides of it where, yeah, we should have a national championship yeah. or people saying, you know what? They played in their conference. Let them get the you know, two teams go at their conference championship and then that's their championship and be done with it. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's a catch 22. You know, I, I think more so of, you know, th- these kids didn't get a chance to play opponents outside of their conference. They played everybody yeah. within their conference. And I can see the point of people saying, you know what, go play your opponent in your conference, get the conference title and just be done with this scrap the national championship. I agree with that because it's just unfair. You got sponsors that are supposed to be over bulls that are pulling out because they don't yeah. want people to travel, players to yeah. travel and everything else. So I, I think I, and like you, I see both sides of it. I just think right now with this, the stage where we're at with, mm-hmm the number of games being played, it seems like the number of cases continues to fluctuate or grow. And at the end of the day, it's about the health and of the coaches, the players and safety of it. And I think right now, I don't know, could, could, you know, you kind of do the shoulda, woulda, coulda, like with big 10, they could, could they have played earlier and, and got this done sooner? Maybe we don't know. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I, it's kind of like every governor being in a state being given the uh, okay to make the rules of what's mm-hmm. open and what's not. I don't know. I at this point, where I see other, you know, games being played and games not being played, mm-hmm. I I think for a national championship thing, I just don't think that there's been a true 
everybody has not been able to be kind of on the same playing field. But then, like you said, you've got Coastal Carolina, you know, it just, I don't know. I would say not play it. That's just my opinion. Some people no, could just, I, I, I see, I see I the really points do. of letting other people, but yeah, I think it's, I think the number of cases and everything else is getting worse and it's not getting mm-hmm. better. We're not talking about limited. It's getting worse. Yeah. And it's, it's just sad too, that with, I would think the resources that you're able to keep these players safe and everything else. I mean, the NBA, and I'll keep saying it and I'll say it over and over again, kudos to Adam Silver and his, his team there and the national basketball association that kept every single player safe when they were in the bubble. You didn't hear not one case of anybody, you know, getting COVID or, or anything like that there, except for, you know, Lou Williams going home and then going to a strip club to go and get some chicken on the way home. <laughs> but other than that, I guess the chicken is good at the good. strip club. <laughs> Magic City makes great fried chicken. I guess I got to try it out. Chicken in a show. But, <laughs> but other than that, you didn't hear any other the cases happening. And then going into now basketball season, we're seeing games being postponed or canceled. Yep. Uh, tonight's game, Michigan supposed to play the NC State Wolfpack. That got canceled because, unfortunately, there was a case of COVID cases in the, the Wolfpack uh, team. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Are we going to have a full season of anything? Uh, basketball, yeah. you know, you, uh, hockey, I'm seeing that Michigan's playing very well. Um, yeah. You know, a couple of losses. I, I've got to catch one game because here in Texas, you don't get to, I don't get to see a lot of uh, other sports other than whatever's on prime TV. But uh, I did see them, you know, take the L against Notre Dame that looked yeah. you know, pretty solid. But what do you think? Do you think that winter sports, should they continue? Yeah. Let, let them continue. I mean, if, if they have the safety and the protocols, whatever in place, similar to what, you know, football mm-hmm. teams have done, other teams have done, let them play. Mm-hmm. If they have to cancel a game, they cancel a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, again, it's see what you can do. I'm not guaranteeing it. I mean, who knows what they're going to even, even if they're going to have like the NCAA tournament, are they going to do a bubble right. thing? You know what I mean? There's, I think so many, there's unknowns right now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of unknowns. We have no, which way this is going to go. Is it going to go North? Is it going to go South? I mean, East, we don't know. Right. So I think it's, but I say if the kids can play and you can keep them safe and healthy and do it in a, in, in the right way, let them play, mm-hmm. let them play. Because I agree I mean, I, then I could go back and kind of reverse my decision now about like the, the college football playoff. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I want these kids to, to be safe and healthy. And if it comes to the point where the hockey team says, well, we have X number of people and it's beyond what is the safe number, then no, they can't play the game. Mm-hmm. They're out, they're done. You know And I mean? For some people, it, depending where it happens in the season, I mean, look at Michigan didn't even get the chance to go to the tournament last year. I mean, you know, they were at the, it was the big 10 tournament and it, it's unfortunate because for some of these kids it's their last year or and i think about to that too nfl they're heading to professional leagues yeah. you know i mean it's it, it sucks yeah. that's the only thing it is i mean it really just across the board it's so disappointing so disappointing it is and i, th- I think about that too the seniors the ones that came back because right. they didn't get a season the last time and you know, the point that you mentioned about going into the basketball tournament, we didn't even have one because the, the cases of COVID and everything else going up. And then now, you know, we're looking at, you know, cancellations that are happening, not only on the men's yep. circuit, but on the women's circuit. 
uh, of basketball. And so just all around, people want to get out of 2020, but we need to get out of 2020 smarter, healthier, and safer. Yeah. I, I don't see things changing until 2022, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I, if, if we had any, if we are sitting in Michigan Stadium next fall, I will be very surprised. I, I will honestly be surprised if it is. I could see it be like a limited capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people still aren't, still aren't even at the point of, they don't even want to eat out. So, yeah. I mean, I think there's still a lot of people, do they even want to um, feel safe around it? You know, I mean, I, there's mm-hmm. just so many, so many unknowns. I mean, personally, I have a, I have a kid that's a senior in high school. He's missing yeah. out on everything. He's missing out on homecoming. Oh, he's, that's all I want to know because he's a senior. I mean, I had my nephew here last year yeah. that moved from Michigan to here to have a great senior year, take on the Texas experience. And then March COVID. happened, you know, March 18th, yep. he was gone. His, you know, he's on, he was on his spring vacation and then spring vacation yeah. it evolved into, Hey, let's go pick up your cap and gown and virtual learning and all this. Right. So how's your son adjusting to this new normal of his senior year that he had to go it, junior year and now he's this. missing out on all the fun things of the social the the senior year homecoming the senior year football games the the norm mm-hmm. what you do with your friends the socializing with your friends you're the the big you're the you know the the big wigs at the school you know i mean you rule the school it's because you're the the seniors and yeah. he's uh he did get to play a sport in the fall which i was very surprised uh, he played tennis, but they were able to say, do that through the social distancing. And um, he was able to get through that, which I was very thankful for. But the online distancing is a joke. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the teachers out there, but it's not against the teachers. It's just some people, he needs the face-to-face learning. And he, he's been virtual since they started this year, really since last March. Yeah. So it's been very difficult. Um, I'll be disappointed if he doesn't get prom, if he doesn't get graduation you know spring break that's not right so but I mean again what can we do mm-hmm. it's we're, we're in a world pandemic it's not just saying oh hey we're gonna pick on the state of Michigan or we're gonna pick on the state of Texas or geez maybe you know France you know we're not they're not doing that yeah. this, this doesn't discriminate at all and it's really just sucks it it, it really sucks bad how does it how and I'm so glad you brought that part up and the importance of it because people that I've talked to on this podcast and I had one, uh, I had a guest on, on the last podcast that I had that, you know, was an expert in mental health. And that's his, his forte is that he dealt with a lot of people, not just youth, which he is a specialist in, but also adults because you have the kids at home that are doing the online learning that are, like you said, the social thing, their social uh, activities are completely just cut off down to nil you know you basically either have you know zoom or you have facetime or different things uh you know twitter and instagram tiktok and all all that which basically is not the same because it's not in person to person contact how are you dealing with this because i like to always get a parent's point of view especially when they have the kids at home and they're doing uh the online learning thing i know that you have to make adjustments with you know you've been home with your job for a while yeah. And then now you have your, your son at home with this online learning that he's been doing almost practically a year, more than yeah. a year. 
Uh, so how are, how are you dealing with Not this? good. It's, it's, I went from a job where I was in the office every day to saying you have to go home. And then you were told that you had to clean your office out because at that point, everything was going to be, you know, remote, remote, uh, work for, we don't know till when mm -hmm. my job right now is through at least next, maybe tentatively July. Um, it's, it's a lot. I'm a social person. I like to be kind of, yeah. not that I have to be a social butterfly, but I'm used to being in an office, talking to people. I'm used mm -hmm. to being interacting, getting out my commute. I'm used to maybe one day a week at home. But this has been like kind of turning it way upside down. It's not easy. I'm doing the best I can. Um, I give parents of kids that uh, are a lot younger, the ones that really have to be with them 24, you know, as they're doing their learning. My, my kid can do it on his own most of the time. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, it's been very challenging. Um, the fact that I'm home all the time drives me bananas. I like to be out with my friends. Yeah. Fortunately, we were able to meet up this summer. I like to be able to go out and have a beer. I like to be able to go out and just have dinner with my friends or just meet up and, and talk and, you know, just socialize. And I think that's really a big piece that's missing. And it's, it's critical. I, I've been saying this the entire time. I don't, people have been talking about the mental health enough of everybody. Mm -hmm. Just, I, I would, the data should be driving what's going on. And I imagine the number of suicides has to be up. The oh, number so of calls. It's astronomical. I learned like the previous yeah. that I had. That's a special. So I learned so much from him of how many people. It, the mental health thing just needs to be talked about and continue to be talked about because, yeah. I'm like yourself. I love to socialize. I like to travel. I like to get yep. out there. I like to you know hang out at a beach or go to an amusement park and all that. And all those things have been either shut down or limited capacity. And when yep. you're not able to, you know, go on a plane and go wherever you want to go and, and visit people or just to go on vacation and get, you know, mental clarity and enjoy, you know, sunshine and enjoy the surroundings and the atmosphere and everything else, it takes a toll on you. And he said that the, the calls that he has gotten from uh, not just young people, but also adults at the, break, the breaking point of yeah. not knowing what to do and they're not used to just being confined into their house and now yeah. we're seeing it again where uh mandates now in california they're they, you know they gotta stay home you know cities are being shut down all over again so yeah. i think about those that are, are going through that may have lost somebody that uh don't know they don't have that outlet to go and and, and to get get help and I, I like what you've done because I live vicariously through uh, what you have posted <laughs> on, on social media is that you take, you know, just quick trips, you and your son, Bobby, you know, whether it be just y'all drive somewhere for five hours, yep. it's you and him on a beach or you and him going hiking or, you know, and you're very yep. careful about it. So people that are listening on this podcast, she, you know, practices social distance and doesn't put herself at risk. But you just, you just have to take those moments where you're like, you know what, Bobby, let's get in the car. Let's go three miles or three hours to here. Let's go on a little quick trip to, you know, the beach here. Let's go, you know, and just get out yeah. and, and, and enjoy life. I like how you do that. Uh, what made you do that during this time? It, it's, it taught me uh, a good friend of ours. We have a mutual friend mm -hmm. who, who loves to travel and uh, 
she's taught me, you know, in which I think it's something I've been missing my whole life. And I mean, crap, I'm almost 50. Mm-hmm. And I can say that out loud. I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it, it really, I really have missed. I never did a lot of traveling and just doing some day trips like to Nashville. I've done, been to New Orleans and mm-hmm. really kind of teaching him, like, you know, there's a lot to see out in this world. And just because we live here in Michigan, I, other side of the state of Michigan, the western side of the state of Michigan is gorgeous. Just yeah. Lake Michigan, being near the, the lakes, being, you know, really take advantage of that right now. And I think being close enough to drive and the fact of we're just going to go do it. We're just going to, even if we drive two, three hours there and we only spend an hour or two, it's doing mm-hmm. something rather than sitting at home because it's clarity. Yeah. It's, I have to do it. It's, it's the fresh air. It's mm-hmm. the getting out. Sometimes you're seeing people as you're out hiking or if you're seeing people just, but you're, everybody's doing the same thing because I think if, if we all kind of stay in our houses 24 seven and you're working mm-hmm. and your or kids are doing school, or even if you're whatever, I think for your mental, just to get a change of scenery is huge. Plus That's you're getting huge. exercise or whatever. And I mean, we're already thinking about where we're going to go in like I've, I've thought about Ohio, parts of Ohio were shut down, but it still doesn't mean that I can't, it's either there or I'm going to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I'm going somewhere that's somewhat open to where mm-hmm. I can go sit down. Even if I have to sit down outside and freeze my, my tail off, that's okay. I just, I, I, I gotta do it. I can't, I can't take this. It's too much. I've been, I think if you've been home since the beginning of it, which a lot of people have, mm-hmm. it's, I think a lot of people are just kind of, they're done. The, the forks in you, you're fried, you're, you know, I mean, if it's, you take a vacation, oh, I want to take a staycation, stay at home. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, I, I've already planned. We've been on a staycation since March. <laughs> exactly. I think before people would say, oh, I'm going to take a staycation, take a few days and do some stuff around the house. People now are like, oh my gosh, no, get, I want to go to like the South Pole because I just mm-hmm. need to get out. I think that's a big piece of it. But yeah, like you said, it's, it's been good just to kind of get away. And I think I'm, and even just you know, unfortunately right now with Michigan, we're closed down like the restaurants and the bars and stuff. So we can't even go, that's an mm-hmm. escape. Even just going to sit, sit down outside or inside of whatever you feel comfortable with just to go right. enjoy a meal. You know, we can't do that. We can do takeout, but again, I'm going back home. I don't right. want to be at home. Right. No. I think our mindset, especially mine, I don't know about yours, but I tell you what, when we were able, we were limited when the limits started to slowly lift and everything else. Me walking to my car and just turning it on and listening to music, that was like a yes. world-class trip <laughs> for me. <laughs> I would make target trips. I hate to say this in the state of Michigan when oh, ev- when everything was closed down and you could only yeah. go to you know, Walmart here, it's Meyer, like being open like a grocery store or Target. And I was like, Target, what do we need? We need toothpicks. Yep. I'm on my way. To, I'm on my way to Target, like you said, to get in because the commute, that's when I'm listening to my podcast. That's when I'm listening to music. And that's kind of my, that's my time. That's my time. I walked, me. I don't know if you did it too. I walked slower down the aisles. Yes. <laughs> more than like I did window shopping. Yes. More like window shopping than it was, you know, and now that the fact that even the malls are open, it's mm-hmm. at, my son will go to the mall just with this, uh, a friend or two, just to get out and, and excuse me, either a, may they might meet a friend there mm-hmm. or just to get out, walk around just to do something with a friend because yeah. there's in here being it so cold, you can only do things really indoors unless you're like being outside being cold, but mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it's the scenery is different. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I look definitely. at I, I don't know about you. I look at everything differently now. Yeah, very good point. I, I'm in yes. a hurry. I, I yes. embrace what is around me, like the trips oh, to yeah. Walmart, wherever you go. You just the mall. You walk in. You're like, oh look, it's Express. Oh look, it's the food court. And then yes. I walk around and I look at all the restaurants that are there in the food court and just embrace everybody that social distance sitting there eating. Yep. And I'll, I'll just take it all in more so than I have before. It's, it's definitely been more of a, like you said, it, it gives you a kind of a different perspective instead of being so quick to be like, well, I'm going to go in, I'm going to run in and grab a gallon yeah. of milk, or I'm going to grab a loaf of bread. Um, you definitely do. I take my time. Um, I hate to say, say that, but I wear my mask. I do my distancing, but mm -hmm. I do look at things differently. Um, I've been out for more walks, I think, than I've ever been oh, <laughs> me too. around here, but it's nice, but not the hiking and everything, like I've always loved hiking, but mm -hmm. finding different places to go, even when it's like 40, 50 degrees, but the air feels good. It's, oh, yeah. it's being outside more. It's, it's really makes me appreciate my family. Uh, cause you don't get to see each other as much. Um, my mom, she has like, she's one of those people who has like a, she's a cancer survivor. So she really can't be around a lot of with a compromised immune system. Mm -hmm. So we deliver her groceries every week, but we stop and say hi to her. We talk to her, we call her on the phone and talk to her. Uh, my dad, the same thing we haven't, we've only seen my dad a couple of times since this has happened. So that's been really difficult. I think on, on that, and I know for a lot of people not seeing their families, extended mm -hmm. families, especially with the holidays, it's been really rough, but we're trying to do the right thing. We know we have to do the right thing, even though it's not your choice, but right. you have to, but definitely if people can get out of the house and just do day trips to uh, just different scenery, just for me, like, like you said, kind of going to the other side of the state. I mean, I did that a couple of times and I never would have done that, mm -hmm. but it was great. It was, it was good. Good for the soul. I guess you could kind of say. I like also with your travels too, that you have such a fascination with mugs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the mugs that you have. Like you'll have either a state that you visited or you'll have a really cool, I gotta tell you, those that are listening, Michelle has such a great collector, collector's item of Star Wars memorabilia. And whether it be a towel, whether it be a mug, uh, her, her Yoda mug, which Yoda has a name, if those that don't pay attention to The Mandalorian, uh, I won't spoil <laughs> it for anybody. I just started watching it myself, but I took a cheat sneak peek uh, and found out he was named and I was shook. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, I, I, I need to know what made you start collecting mugs and then what made you start collecting Star Wars mugs or Star Wars memorabilia? Mugs was I started with about like a year ago. I think I was with Alicia and we were try doing some of our travel for a couple of football games. And this is when I would had drove from the biggest bunch of mugs I got was when I was kind of in the, the corner of like Pennsylvania, DC, Virginia. And I have been getting like the, the Starbucks mugs because they're the, I can't remember the home away series or yeah, whatever the they call it. Yeah. Yep. So any, anytime I can go to a state, which I'm bummed because I didn't get some in um, Louisiana or Mississippi when we drove through. But um, anytime I can stop and get a mug from there, I get a mug. Just kind of, that's my memory. And that's always what I remember. Mm -hmm. Star Wars, I've just, I've tried to find whether they're on sale clearance or like cheap or unique mugs. I really like it. But Star Wars, I've been collecting. If you look at my basement, you'd think it was like a Star Wars Toys R Us <laughs> because I have so 
much memorabilia. I mean, I have a lot and I've been collecting it since I was like five. Mm-hmm. That's like right when the first Star Wars movie came out, my brother and I got into the action figures and I still have them. And since nice. then, so since then I've just been collecting a lot of stuff, Legos, like Star Wars Legos and stuff. I have a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. it's overwhelming to put it mildly. <laughs> yeah, well, I, listen, I learned a lot from, I had a guest on there who was a Star Wars fanatic, got the coffee table book, the whole nice. nine yards. And I'm going, okay, there ain't nobody out there that that is that <laughs> crazy. And then I meet you and I'm like, okay, well, there are other people out there. Okay. So like I asked him, I'm going to ask you, which of the Star Wars movies is your favorite and why? The Empire Strikes Back. And it's just, it's that middle movie, but it's kind of like a little dark with, that's where the Empire, you have Darth Vader, but I just think it was, the story was so well written, Mm -hmm. so well done. I love the, the, where they're on the, the planet Hoth, where it's like all ice and cold and, I just, it was so different. It was kind of like, you expect there always to be the happy ending and it wasn't, mm-hmm. but it was like, we know it was continued on into the next one, Return of the Jedi, but it was just so well done. The series was done. The plot was great. The the acting was phenomenal. Oh yeah. And it was I just- watch that on repeat. Yeah, me too. That and it's just, right there. the music, all the music though with, with John Williams is phenomenal. And mm-hmm. it just, it, for some reason, I just love it. But hands down, and I think a lot of other Star Wars fans would agree with me too. It was very oh, I well done. I agree with you, hands down. I like too that you also picked up. I don't know if it's because of this pandemic or not. You know, I've asked uh, people what they've been watching or shows and everything else. Yep. You decide to watch the Marvel Comics marathon uh, of yes. all the different movies <laughs> and to see your posts up there about which ones that you watch. <laughs> it, it is pure comedy. Especially your 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 crushes that you happen to have throughout the movie. <laughs> and yes, shouts out to Chris Hemsworth. Yes. He is beautiful. He is. That is all. He but is he is have you gorgeous. have you finished have you finished all watching all of them? Yeah. Yeah. I think I finished them. I want to say it took me less than two and a half weeks to finish them. Nice. And it was one was what? Endgame, Avengers. Just the the last one was just, and I've watched every watched that one already three times. Yeah, and it was every time I watch the started to watch them, I picked up a lot more on Endgame. Like when I was watching it, um, it was the whole series done was just phenomenal, and I. And, and people have told me they're like you've never. I'm like no, and so they were like I love seeing it through your eyes because you've never. Mm-hmm. This is the first time you're watching it. I wish I could have watched it. I said, well, I wish I would have went to the theater and see it because yeah. I think it would have been an even better experience. The end, end game in the theater would have been a, you, if, if any time ever, Michelle, and I challenge you this, if you feel comfortable enough and safe enough and there's an opportunity in the theater, you need to go see end game in yeah. the theater. Oh yeah. Oh, I, the I, whole, I'm, your whole, the whole experience completely yes. different versus watching it at home. My That's opinion, but. With Star Wars. You see yeah. Star Wars in the theater. I would do a whole one through one through nine marathon plus the additional movies. I would sit and do that because see, it's it's a different if it's a different experience being there, not just because you're seeing it on the big screen. You're seeing all the special effects yeah. and the sound and the cinematography. You're getting other you're getting other people that you sit with their reactions mm-hmm. too. So it's even it just levels it up. 
completely. Yeah, seeing it, it in, a, in a big on a big screen and the sound effects and the clarity and yep. the technology, you know, of, of movies yeah. and how they're brought. Oh my gosh! But I loved it, it's, it's and amazing. I thought that, thought the different cast that they brought in through the whole, you know, the Marvel series was just brilliant. brilliant. The, gr- the casting was phenomenal. I mean, mm-hmm. and then to bring them into the movie together and you're like, oh my gosh. And here's me thinking behind the scenes. I'm like, I wish I could have been like worked on that movie because I can imagine like the first event, you know, the first Avengers movie that behind the scenes, all the cast being together. I mean, imagine the fun that was that they had just the banter going on and the right. everybody getting just so much fun. I loved it. And I'm going to continue to watch it. I've started watching some of the TV shows, you know, mm-hmm. from the, MCU as well too so it's I like it I love it a lot more than I thought I would and I mean I, I, I thought I was a geek with Star Wars this is even more and I oh, and I love it no no geekdom there not not with Marvel comics <laughs> absolutely not absolutely not I, I can't wait to see once COVID goes and kicks rocks once and for all uh once you know Hollywood and the production companies and all that reopen I'm curious yeah. to see what they're going to do now because you know you got Endgame and I'm like okay how in the world do you top this what do you do do you have this superhero will go and have their movies. Do you have, you know, Black Widow that was supposed to come out that's been postponed. Um, yep. And, you know, Black Panther with the unfortunate passing of uh, Chadwick Boseman, you know, they'll yep. continue on with Shuri's quest into that movie. So that is, you know, going to be in production. I'm just so excited to see what they're going to do with some of the uh, key pieces of the characters, what they're going to do with them. Uh, moving on and as well as DC Comics you know I, I love DC Comics as, as well and Wonder Woman uh, 1984 coming out where you can yeah. you know, watch it at home or you can go into the theater and I already have our tickets booked for Christmas nice. Day going in the theater and watching it because the experience is better with Wonder Woman in the theater people are going to you know you're lucky agree with me on that but that's okay you know wherever you feel comfortable at that's fine but my husband and I will be social distance we'll be masked up we'll be watching safe but I have to see that in a theater I I honestly hope Michigan opens right now our theaters are closed just due to COVID Mm -hmm. and they were open back up for a short time and I had a friend who went and saw a movie and he said it was just like the best feeling just to go sit back in the theater and have that experience again so hopefully that will happen soon. Not that I don't like Disney Plus and not that I don't like, you know, HBO Now and all some of that other mm-hmm. stuff. It's a different experience. And that's Very what I'm so. looking forward to again is being able to do that again because I think I'm just it's kind of like seeing live sports. I'm concerts. I am like craving it to go see oh my gosh, a I live concert. Play. I had tickets to see my my band mm-hmm. twice this year and you know, like everything else, they were canceled. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that again because there's nothing to me like seeing your favorite band or your favorite musician live it's a different experience so i know that you have an insane vinyl collection and i love that you talk about it and then of course our michigan hero desmond howard yes he he has a vinyl collection too and always asking every city that they go to when they do college game day where they should he should go to and what you know record places and all that um top five favorite vinyl albums that you own uh well probably one of my first ones is going to be pearl jam 10 Mm -hmm. just because that's my favorite band that's the best album ever any any of the ones i have by led zeppelin led zeppelin's a classic rock band from the 70s just one of the best of all time the way it sounds uh neil young neil young harvest moon fantastic absolutely fan flipping 
fantastic. Then I'm going to go back and I'm going to drop in Journey's Escape. That's from like the early 80s. That's a good one. Sounds so good. I have a few by Pat Benatar. Any of the Pat Benatar are really good. Um, There's been some some new ones that I picked up. um, A band called My Morning Jacket is really good. Okay. Uh, A buddy of mine got into vinyl. I had a former boss, mentor, friend who passed away and uh, he had I, I think I had like a Star Wars Toys R Us. He had like a vinyl Toys R Us type thing. He had so much music that was just insane. And uh, his wife was very generous and gave me a lot of his music, some of his music, and I got to pick. And um, it really kind of spearheaded my my love into vinyl. And now it's such a different sound, but it's it's awesome. I love it. And I just love the the thrill of the hunt of finding different um especially older albums that you're looking for you know you're Mm -hmm. looking for a specific pressing or are you looking for a limited edition of things there's record store days they sell record store days and that's been a lot of fun to go in and get some um i try to score some of the different uh versions they can be different colored vinyl Mm -hmm. um different sounds or sometimes they come with additional you know like a like a smaller 45 and it's been fun i've really enjoyed it and actually I did speak to Desmond Howard on via Instagram. He and I, uh, nice. we went back and forth on a little chat. I was asking him uh, where to look for specific like stores around this area or does he have any websites that he goes to? And he gave me, he, he responded and we went back and forth just discussing it. And it's, he loves it just as much as other people do. It's a unique hobby, but it's, it's a different sound. I mean, I love digital stuff too, but it's, it is a different sound, but it's a lot of fun. I love the sound when the needle hits the record and you just hear the little crackling, the crisp of it, just hitting the vinyl. Oh my gosh. There's nothing else to describe that. Like you say, you can download a song, you know, when they had these little iPods and all those back in the day and all that, but nothing like vinyl. And I'll throw a runner up in there because I'm a child of it, of the seventies, eight track cassettes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Near and dear to my heart. (laughs) And and the funnest part is being able to raid my parents' old vinyl collection and pulled in a lot of their stuff and listen to it. A favorite of mine was uh, Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. And they still had it on, you know, one of the original things. I mean, of course, everything is like old and everything, but it still sounds good. I mean, it's just, it's just awesome. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. How many, how many, how many records would you say you own? At 150 to 200 right now and it's still growing and it's yeah as I see it and pick it up or as I'm you know like this week they have 15% off at my favorite store this week so I may try to go look at the used bin to see what they have because again it's like treasure hunting you never know what you're gonna find mm-hmm. oh, I, lo- I love that I just see young people y'all will never understand <laughs> until you go and experience it for yourself yeah digital downloads yep. is great and everything else but I challenge those are young listeners that are listening right now. I challenge you all to go to a record store if you can. Yeah. You know, make sure they were careful, pandemic and all that. Or if somebody that you know, your mom, your dad, or whoever that was a big uh, vinyl record collector, go listen to one of their records and you'll just hear the quality of the sound. Yeah. You'll fall in love with it. I agree. I just promise you that. This year is ending. Uh, and many people want it to be done with rather quickly. Hello. Um, yes. What have you, Michelle, and I've asked this in previous guests, but I'm going to change it up for you because we're basically at the end of the year. 
Uh, we got a few weeks before 2021. But what is it, what is your hope that you hope to see? What is it that you want to see for yourself in 2021? Uh, I'd like us to get back to a little normalcy, just for like we talked about mental health reasons. I think, again, that's critical for me. I understand some of the ways of life, whether working remotely or some of the way kids or school might be done. Um, I get that. But I'd like there to be some normalcy where I can go out and enjoy a live concert. I have a little more choices to be able to go do things in a safe and healthy way. I'd like there to be us to have more information on COVID and being able to deal with it better. Mm -hmm. um, there's things we haven't even talked about. Black Lives Matter. That, that is so important to me. And I'm so, I'm not glad it came out because it came out not as the way it should have come out, mm -hmm. but the awareness is out there. And I hope that only continues to grow. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to see more policies. I'd like to see that become more forefront. Um, I'd like to see change in that definitely for myself. That has been really important to me is to see that. And I'm glad I, I'm thankful there were protests because there needed to be protests in a safe mm -hmm. manner. But um, I'm glad that happened from that sense because it's been too far, too, too, too long yeah. to where this has not been as a nation and as a human race, mm -hmm. people need to talk about it and there need to be change and people willing to make change in, or at least to keep an open mind and hear people. So that's something I'd like to see change in the years to people really to have an open mind, and listen down and sit to talk to people. Some here, understanding. Here. Yeah, understand it. Cause people have not taken the time to understand, understand it. Me, mm -hmm. I'm white privilege. I don't have to worry about if I'm pulled over by a cop, but yet I can guarantee you if, if there was an African-American ma male who was about the same age as me, he was going he would be stereotyped differently, guaranteed, mm -hmm. maybe not a hundred percent, but there would be a different mindset coming in. So people need to be able to take a step back and hear about these kind of things, hear about people's opinions or experiences and try to have an understanding of what's going on. And then put forth change or be willing to change. Mm -hmm. That's been very important to me. I, lo I, I love everything that you just said. And I, this is why I value our friendship because, and I, and I value this time that we had together because of the fact that you will say what is important. You will say what is necessary if it steps on people's toes or they're, you know, it just boggles their brain. Yep. Oh, well, cause it needs to be said. It does. And, and I grew up in a, I grew up in Ypsilanti, Michigan. The the, when I went to kindergarten, we went to a separate building. It was in a separate building where everybody in the city came together. And this was the first time they had allowed kids to be, there wasn't any more segregation. So like having kids, everybody would be allowed. If you lived in that kind of where everybody came together and you just didn't have it like in one school where it would be more like a predominantly white or African-American communities, everybody came together. I went into first grade. I had the best experience. I met so many kids just socially, had a great time. My first friend I ever had 
and she and I are still friends to this day. And she and I talk about this because we were the only white, she was African-American, six years old. She was my best friend. She still is a very good friend. And she and I talk about that. She's like, we were looked at being different. I don't want to say ostracized, but we were, people are like, why are you friends with her? I'm like, cause she doesn't tease me like you do. We're, we're both different because we're short. I was wearing glasses and had pigtails and everything else. But we, to this day, will talk about how we came in through a different way of through kindergarten. And then we also, we were knew each other in kindergarten, but we became the best of friends in first grade. And we were friends all the way throughout elementary school and um, like high school all the rest of the time. So just very unique, different situation where people now are like, really? And I said, to me, that was important. When I, when I look back on it, I really mm-hmm. think that set my, my way of thinking to know that it's not the color of somebody's skin. It's who the person is on the inside. And it's not what's on the outside. Right. It's, what's on the, it's what's on the inside of who the person is. Mm-hmm. And she and I still talk about it to this day. And she's like, you know, you could have said we were like salt and pepper. I said, exactly. I said, we were just like salt and pepper, but I said, it didn't matter. It was the fact that we both enjoyed each other is that we found commonality things in common when we were six years old. Yeah. Oh my God. I love this. Yeah. I'm definitely having you back on girlfriend. <laughs> I'd love to come back I, on. Listen, I could talk to you forever and hours and hours and hours because there's just so much that's going on, but I love that. I know. We ended that with your hope for what you yeah. want to see in 2021. And I hope that as well. I, I have that hope. There's too. so much. I hope that hope, you know, I have that hope that people can look out into this beautiful, big, diverse world and see everybody as one and yeah. equal. And exactly. there is no classes and how, who's you know above who and everything else. It's, it's a beautiful race. It's the human race. Exactly. We're people. We are, we, we are who we are. And just see the person for who they are on the inside, but always have an open mind because that's the thing is you come in with a predisposition or your stereotypes or whatever, you can't. And that's the one thing that I've really tried to instill in my own kid as I move I forward it. in life. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I like to say I'm too old to change on some things, but there's so many things that I've learned along the way that, you know, I've, I've had to, whether I, I had to watch my mouth because I, I talked a little too much crap, but you know, Hey, this is who I am. I'm, I'm a direct person. I'm honest. And this was a lot of fun. I had a this great time. Great. Thank but you're the best. Bobby's got a great mom. Thank and, you. Uh, I hope that he realizes, you know, the legacy that you're building inside of him and that he continues to, um, he continues to absolutely walk in that and, and live in that and live in his truth yeah. and be who he is because of you. Thank you. Me too. I hope so too. And my other hope, and this is on the selfish part, Michigan, please win the Big Ten championship in football. Please, oh, oh please, please. We're <laughs> we not dream, asking right? a whole lot. We're not. <laughs> We're not, not asking a lot. For- it's not a lot. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Michelle Morris, you've been a delight. Thank you so much Me for too. coming on the podcast today. Thank you, my friend. And always, as, always, as- always a blast. I love it. And uh, I will definitely have her back on. And thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And as I always end the show, everybody, please take care and stay safe. Absolutely.
Follow Heard That with Marisa Tigney on social media on Facebook. Heard That Marisa 5 on Instagram and at Lovely Marisa T on Twitter. Thank you for your continued support.